Welcome to The Well Drop, Own Your Wellness. We're your hosts, Amber Berger and Dina Wismer. We are mothers, friends, wellness experts, and self-described warriors who have each experienced our own unique personal wellness journeys. We are your wellness friends here to give you drops of wisdom we've discovered over the years that actually work. Wellness. What is it really? The struggle is real and we're here to help sift through the noise. Today we have Clean Cult. We're so excited. Clean Cult was launched in 2019 by Ryan Lupberger, uh, who's here with us today, and Zachary Bedrosian. Clean Cult offers an array of sustainable cleaning products and personal care that includes all-purpose cleaners, dish soaps, laundry care, and hand soaps. The founders noticed that there was a lack of sufficient alternative to conventional cleaners that contain harmful chemicals, so they created their own. On top of heavy chemical contact, content, many conventional cleaning products utilize a great deal of plastic. Clean Cult saw this as an opportunity to challenge the conventional plastic bottles used for cleaners and created a simple solution. 100% recyclable paper-based carton refills with durable glass bottles to store products. Now the brand is building on its steadfast mission to box out single-use plastic from cleaning rituals with the launch of an aluminum package range filled with their known and loved powerful formulas at accessible price points to bring sustainable home and personal cleaning products to even more homes. I personally came across Clean Cult a few years ago, and since then I've been a devoted customer. I love using their products in my home. I feel so good about products that I know are clean and safe not only for my family, but for the environment. Um, setting that example for my children that what we use in our home has an impact and they work really well. They're really, really effective. So grateful to have Ryan on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Please start off by telling us about your origins story. Uh, how did this all begin? Yeah, well, first of all, just thanks so much for having me on the on the show today. And I love hearing that you're a member of the Clean Cult. So that always makes me, uh, makes me smile. So personally, so born and raised Boulder, Colorado. So always been kind of living this natural lifestyle, right? So parents grew up and very out there in terms of clean ingredients, clean shampoo, clean food. We were vegan for quite some time when I was younger. And then kind of started to move to the East Coast, went to business school, lost some of the lifestyle until I was cleaning my clothes one day and looked at the back of my bottle of laundry detergent, 2015, 2016, and didn't see any ingredients listed. Basically said, why? You know, ingredients are on the back of almost every product we consume. Why not cleaning products? And the more research I did, just the crazier I learned that the industry was. So today, there is actually no national law that regulates any uh, visibility into what we put in our cleaning products. So you will not find ingredients in the back of hand soap, dish soap, all-purpose, laundry, um, you name it. It's nowhere to be found. And just a really, frankly, like unregulated space, right? So then I looked for all the better for you brands. So think about the methods, Mrs. Myers, seven generations of the world, and they all use plastic. And for me, it was how could the better for the world brands use so much petroleum-based packaging? And I kept walking all these retailers and it's like a wave of plastic on your, you know, over top of you, even like a foot above your head. It's so much plastic in these shelves. One of the most concentrated plastic in stores, actually that laundry aisle. So said, is there another way? So we looked at concentrates and dissolvables and tablets and all these different form factors and vinegar, but it was all too complicated for me, didn't clean that well, and I just didn't want to become a scientist. So we just saw a big opportunity is could we deliver better cleaning products that clean really well with ingredients you could actually understand and that were plant-based and really clean um, in packaging that wasn't full of plastic. 
So we are actually the first company in the world that has put uh, soap detergents and cleaners in a milk carton instead of a plastic bottle. And we remove about 90% of plastic from the whole classical cleaning aisle. And we are now launching our new filled aluminum bottles. So you can refill it again and again and again. It starts filled, ready to use really easy. So that's a bit about our, our story. I love that story. I think it's such an important message to share how it's an unregulated industry. I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of that, right? Like it's, I always think about what is something you use every single day and how can you optimize for that? And of course, washing your hands, doing laundry, doing the dishes, right? These are every person out there is using some sort of soap. So then it's a choice. What is you know, yep. the best product, that actual method. Can you tell us about yep. what's in your products that are maybe not in other products or maybe what's not in your products that are yep. in other products, just so people can understand the key differentiators? Absolutely. It always helps to have like a little history lesson in cleaning, but I won't geek out for too long. But basically, World <laughs> War II, you know, conventional cleaning products came on the market and it was all petroleum-based, right? So hyper-effective, um, all petroleum-based surfactants, that really killed a lot of germs, but were all really hard to break down in the ecosystem. So they were not biodegradable. And then also a lot of other chemicals that were just untested, right? So that was really 50s through the 90s. Then seventh generation came along and said, what if we use plant-based ingredients, but really innovated in a really important way in the 90s, but was still pretty ineffective, frankly. And it's gotten better, but still just doesn't clean that well. Then Method Myers came around in the early 2000s and said, how about we make plant-based cleaners, but that were really accessible and really beautiful for your home and made basically biodegradable cleaning ingredients work, right? In a really nice way, both from a design perspective and from an efficacy perspective. And now we're, we're, we're here right now. So we, we love it. We call it wave three. So it's basically clean from ingredients to packaging. So really throughout the entire ecosystem. So we use really three main cleaners, all from coconut. So we use basically SCS, so it's uh, sodium cocoa sulfite. We do not use SLS or SLES. That's uh, really prevalent in a lot of cosmetic products. So we believe fundamentally that coconuts are one of the most undervalued ingredients in general plants in the world. They're hyper-effective, make really good suds, and they're really clean and as well as biodegradable. We use a lot of plant-based enzymes in our laundry detergent, so really good enzyme packs that get rid of your stains. And then our hand soap, we use a lot of aloe vera, lavender oil, which is both cleaning as well as just really nice. So it depends on our products, but we use all biodegradable and no petroleum-based ingredients in all of our cleaning products. Right. Can you help us understand, I have two out of my three children who are very sensitive to home allergens, and it very clearly, yep. what I use in my home affects their well-being. But what we use in our home really affects anybody, whether you're sensitive to allergens or not, or obviously sensitive to allergens. Can you help us understand yeah. how does what we use to clean our home and our laundry affect our health and well-being? Why does this matter? Yeah, well, and it's we're really excited, just frankly, internally as a company, that people are finally starting to gain awareness that it's not just about what you eat or what you put on your skin, but it's also about what you surround yourself with, right? So we've really seen in me food, on me personal care, but now it's around me. And most people don't know, but 3% of the weight of your clothes is actually leftover laundry detergent. You live in these things, right? And you sleep on sheets. So it's what we put in our home very much affects us. So from yeah. a clean ingredients perspective and allergies, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But what we like to say is really try to avoid as much synthetic and general sense as possible. 
because fragrances, even essential oils actually with certain customers and certain people are not hypoallergenic. So you gotta be really careful about what oils you bring into your home. You really have to be careful of disinfectants generally because they actually remove that germ barrier on your skin, which also can lead to a lot of infections and a lot of generally like allergic behaviors. And then just with pets, you think about it. So, you know, there's so many different parts of this, but your pet is licking everywhere. Your babies, frankly, take everything off the floor. So it's, there's an allergic side and a clean side. Sometimes too. Exactly. I (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Exactly. No, so it's really across the board. So what we, again, what we surround ourselves with and that we call the VOC, but what you're actually, that molecules in the air stay in the air after you, you basically spray something. So you can actually measure that in your home and it's, it's dirty. We live in a really, frankly, challenging time that people have a lot of time at home now with a lot of work from home. I don't think people have realized all the, all the different chemicals that they're filling it with just yet. I think it's such a great point that you bring up um, more and more people are working from home. And especially since COVID, we've spent so much time in our house that I think one big missing link has been people, you know, we're much smarter these days, right? We do so yep. much with our food and exercise, but really there's like this big missing piece that's so obvious that if you don't live in a healthy home, how can you ever truly achieve total well-being? just kind of makes sense, right? Like the air that you breathe, the clothes, I love that you were saying, was it 3% of the laundry detergent remains on our clothes. And especially if you're super sensitive, I mean, that's a real irritant that you're sleeping on for at least 10 hours a night, wearing all day long. I mean, that probably makes a huge impact. Also, is there any connection between the plastic that, you know, laundry detergent has been in of any of the plastic seeping into the actual you know, materials that are then being used? Has there been any connection with that? Or is it more just a sustainable movement for the environment? Yeah, I think it's, the answer is not a ton of research has been done yet. But I think where we're really seeing it is the plastic from landfills that are really seeping into then the water stream and the water tables would then, you know, come into our body, right? So I think the most recent study is that it's like, 0.1% 0.1% of our blood is, it's something, I'm not going to get the exact data right, but microplastics are everywhere now. So what we're seeing is microplastics from the end use of our cleaning products absolutely be part of that water system, unfortunately, right? Both domestically and around the world. So, you know, directly, not exactly, but from an end use, end of use of our products, absolutely. It's affecting us. And I understand that there's tons of research going into the effect that microplastics plastics have on our well-being in a variety of yep. different factors. Is that, do you, is, yep. yeah. Yep. And I think that the, the scary piece is we just don't know, right? So it's in the U.S. compared to Europe, we allow about 1,400 chemicals that are banned overseas that are allowed in our cosmetic and cleaning products. And a lot mm-hmm. of the European regulation is because we just don't know what these chemicals do yet because they're so new. Right. We don't know what some of this microplastics do. So we, we don't like fear mongering. Right? That's not our goal. But there's just some of these ingredients have not been studied. Some of these the effects have not been studied in the body. So we prefer to avoid them as much as possible. Go with what we know that cleans really well, clean home, clean life, just because there's so many pieces that we brought into our home that we just don't know what's going to happen from a long term health perspective. Yeah, I kind of like to use that as a rule of thumb that if it's banned in Europe, but not banned here, let's just go off of what's banned in Europe. Like, why not? There's a reason why Europe (laughs) is banning it, whether we may know it or not. Right. It's there's something there. And sometimes what's hard with these studies, it takes so long for 
clinical studies to happen at a minimum, it's probably 10 years, 20 years, 30 years that you don't want to wait that long until the data is there to prove what we already kind of already know, right? So it's sort of sometimes taking a leap of faith, but really just using common sense that it makes sense, right? If you're using chemicals, a chemical is going to affect your body. Is it going to be a positive effect or a negative effect? So can you talk to us about, I love the whole packaging. So as so much is happening now, this aluminum movement. Now, can we talk mm-hmm. about the difference between paper packaging and aluminum packaging? Can you maybe highlight for us the differences there? Yep, absolutely. So when we launched, we wanted to reinvent the household cleaning aisle, right? So we mentioned it's filled with plastic ingredients that are unregulated. There's just so much opportunity to clean up that space, both in store and our homes. So we started with our refills. So we are the first company in the world to put soap cleaners and detergents in a milk carton. So you refill that in a glass bottle, in your dispensers, directly in your laundry machine, depending on the product. And that carton is basically gets rid of about 90% plus of the plastic, is 100% recyclable, and is the best material and packaging from a carbon perspective. So when I say carbon, think about shipping. When you ship around an empty plastic bottle that's filled with air, right? So it's really expensive to ship to the production facility. Where ours is shipped flat, so we can have about 26 times the amount of cartons because it's like origami, right? It's assembled on our machine. So that's the beginning. The material, it's all um, basically responsible forestry. Different organizations have different certifications there. We work with the, the sustainable forestry company, but that is less carbon, right? So from the actual base material, it is a really clean material to make, as well as, frankly, the production is that we do all the production here in the U.S., so you're not shipping this around the world, right? So... That's a refill and obviously fill it of clean ingredients and really easy to use. So you just pour it directly in your bottle, directly in your sink, directly in your laundry machine, and it's ready to go. It's so very similar to the, the leading, leading brands. But what we were missing the last five years, basically since our launch in 2019, is that ready-to-use bottle, right? Is even though our refill is found nationwide at Walmart, Alberton Safeway, CVS, it was at Bed Bath, some really big grocery and partners that have really started to lead the way with us, we found that new shoppers don't start with a refill, right? And even though they stop on that aisle and they see this crazy milk cart and they're like, what is this doing in the house of cleaning section? It's hard to get someone to try and start with a refill. You know, you think about typical shopping, you start with a bottle and if you like it, then you get the refill. So we have been really trying to crack this model for the last three or four years is how do we get them into our refills? It's, it's the least carbon intensive product in this category. It's really easy to use. We can actually price it identical to the leading brands in the space, which we think is fundamentally important to get access to sustainability. But it was like, even with all that said, the uptake was less than we needed. So we launched our refillable glass bottles in 2020 that did well, but they still didn't solve the need for customer trial. So we've basically been spending the last five years of how do we unlock this, and we think we've done it. Our new aluminum-filled bottles come with the same formulation as our refills, and they are ready to use, hand soap. So you could put it right in your sink, right in your dish soap, and right in your all-purpose cleaner. Um, They're retailing at $5 at Walmart, so really accessible, and they've been refilled again and again and again. So they are by recyclable, but they're also to be recycled, and that's really been our vision. It's like how do we meet shoppers where they are, but with formulations that are good and clean at the same price points. We think we finally, we finally got there. That's so exciting. I have to tell you, my, my passion in life is making wellness accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. Companies like yours that have a vision and a goal of 
offering products at a price point that is accessible to most families, I think is so key to the way that we look at wellness as a country, because for so long, it felt that wellness was too expensive for most people. And I think that that I think and I hope that that's starting to change. And it's companies like yours that are leading the charge in that. So thank you so much for that. I'm super excited to try the new aluminum packaging, although I have the glass bottles all over my house, too, and love them (laughs) as well. (laughs) How about in terms of reaching out when we talk about accessibility, education as well? I mean, obviously doing interviews like this, but I feel like you're a company that's also very proactive in reaching out to communities and educating people. Can you talk to us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, well, I think it's it's an undervalued strategy generally, but retail is everywhere, right? I mean, every person in the United States generally shops in store in some in some time in life, right? So think Target, Walmart, Safeway, Kroger, Costco. So one of the biggest pieces we've been really committed to is partnering with these retailers, right? Because they have unlimited or very a major scale in the United States. You know, Walmart has 4,400 stores and they also have really impressive zero-way schools. So I will say something we're so hopeful about is retailers are doing what they say they're going to do with some of these really lofty sustainability goals, right? And that wasn't true 10 years ago. 10 years ago, these goals were just simple facts on paper saying we want to be renewable. We want to be sustainable. Um, we want to be zero waste, but that didn't mean anything. Right? It wasn't in our lexicon, nor was it actually measured at these retailers. Now it's measured. So when we say accessibility, we need partners. It's really challenging to do by ourselves. So um, we launched Nationwide at Walmart earlier this year in 2023. Really deep partnership that across hand soap, dish soap, thank you, all purpose and laundry. Um, and that's our, our biggest commitment to accessibility. It's, I think, getting it where people shop at a price that's really easy to buy, right? So you know, it's taken a long time. Transparency, we made no money in 2019, continued to lose a ton of money <laughs> through 2022. And it's only now after years and years of getting volume and getting the formulation right, getting our production facility right, that we've finally been to a point that we can survive, but also get it at a price point that is easy for, for people to buy. So it's been a really, frankly, chicken of the egg to some extent, but that's been our big commitment with these retailers and to get it right front of mind where it's easy to buy in a way that's really accessible for everyone. So that's been our main our main goal. No, I think that's really exciting. I mean, we're super passionate about trying to help make wellness accessible for all. It was not really achievable before, and especially brands like yours that are coming into Walmart. And it is really commendable that the retail stores are finding the yep. right partners so that they can showcase the right brands for their customers. Um, yep. And then hopefully, exactly. you know, that cycle just continues and allows other brands to innovate and create, you know, along the same way to hopefully lead to a, you know, better people and a better planet. In beauty and some of the other categories, it's easy to do it digitally and to reach more people because it's really easy to ship a beauty product that's clean because it's small, right? Cleaning, it's really difficult. You're shipping a heavy milk carton that retails for, you know, $8 and a heavy aluminum bottle. So it's been really challenging. So for us, it's, it, you know, not just looking at the digital landscape, looking at the retail landscape, looking at farmer's markets, looking at club, looking at drugstores. It's, to your point, keep going back to accessibility. It's how do we get this in pe- places that people shop and not just try to force it digitally, right? So it's really been this um, starting as a digital brand, getting kind of nationwide 
momentum and then moving into retail where people shop and then getting it at a price point that people can actually buy it in. And then in the end, it just has to clean, <laughs> right? Yes, people want this to, to be sustainable and look beautiful, but it's got to clean. <laughs> so this year we won the best laundry detergent of 2023 from Good Housekeeping. Uh, we Great. hope to win more, but it's just, that's the end is that all these things are great, but it has to do the job. <laughs> and that's really the end. Yeah. And I think the yeah. whole replacement model, I would say that I probably got really into the refills. It was during COVID, you know, before I always was buying and you're right, they were in plastic and it makes sense why, because they're lighter and probably, yeah. you know, more cost effective to ship. But once, you know, it's shifting people's habits too. So it might sound yeah. bizarre for someone to say, what do you mean? I'm refilling. But once you start doing it, it actually is so much easier and you actually create more space in your cabinets. I don't know if you mm -hmm. found that, Dina, but, you know, for laundry detergent, I just have my main one and then I keep like one or two refills. But it's so much smaller than like a huge container that's a gallon, right, of a traditional yeah. laundry detergent. So you actually are, in a way, organizing and creating more space in your house for other things rather than having these bulky items sitting in your cabinets yeah <laughs> right yes we were yeah, yeah. our cleaning i think that you know for those listening who aren't doing refills right now it's definitely worth you know giving it a try we actually have a 20 percent discount for our listeners well drop 20 and we will put it in the show notes and you can find clean cult at cleancult.com in addition to using clean cult are there other things that we can do to help remove single use plastics from our house the beauty about industry, consumerism, all these different people, uh, different categories is it, cleaning didn't used to look like this, right? So 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it was a plastic-free box with laundry powder, right? So it, it's, you know, across cleaning, this is one way, obviously, by using clean coal. But there's so many other categories that we can start to disrupt. I think a lot of it comes from what you buy, right? So buying reusable bottles instead of plastic bottles, using reusable bags, versus plastic bags. A lot of this is going to be, uh, obviously, all of your, your kind of listeners will already be doing this, but it's also just um, starting to shift dollars, right? So it really is starting to shift those dollars to smaller businesses or businesses that are doing cleaning ingredients or, you know, across the food stream. So it's in food, making sure you also remove some of the consumption of beef. If you do choose to eat meat and pushing more to chicken and some of the less carbon items, it is understanding what is in your home understanding where your energy comes from. Is it solar or, you know, obviously just generally from, from the grid. But then what we're so excited about is also just a government intervention. So for the first time in the cleaning space, the U.S. is starting to talk about regulating ingredients. And it is the first ever bill that's currently sitting with the Senate that they will be regulating uh, ingredient manufacturers. So they have to put the ingredients in the back of their laundry bottle. One of our big asks is for your listeners to start to advocate for the bill. And there's a bunch of different ways to do it that we can share with you. New York and California just passed the first ever legislation that says it forces you to put in ingredient regulation on the back of your bottles of laundry detergent and cleaning products and hand soap. So there's a lot. So there's reaching out to your local legislation. There is understanding what you buy and consume, understanding what your dollars are going to. And then I think it's just understanding that this industry has just started to look this way. It's not always looked this way. So it's fundamentally, we can shift how we buy, exist, and consume as people. And we really think it's quite possible. Very exciting. One thing I wanted to add in terms of, to go back a little bit in terms of talking about the products and the accessibility, 
personally, I actually, I find the subscription to be extremely helpful as well. I, I'm not always a fan of subscription mm. in every aspect of my life, but in this one, these are products that I use in my home every day. And yeah. I find it extremely convenient. Uh, Amber was talking about the convenience of minimizing shape on, shape, space on the shelves, but I also find it extremely convenient that I don't have to think about it. I have the subscription. Yeah. The products show up in my home when I need them uh, regularly. <laughs> when I run out, it, it it always seems to be timed, you know, appropriately that the new box comes in. And, and so, I'm somebody who is usually hesitant for subscription, but it, in this case, it's been extraordinarily helpful and beneficial, and takes a lot of that mental space, you know, that that's usually occupied by, oh, okay, I have to. I have to either go to the store and get this or order this or whatever. It just happens automatically. And it's fantastic to have products that are effective and safe and also convenient as well. And, and just wanted to kind of note that for our listeners that to sign up for the subscription is is really a wonderful thing and allows for that regularity and that dependability. Um, so thank you for having that option. <laughs> yep. And we also offset all the carbon that's uh, actually incurred in shipment too. So you can get it there too and no carbon emissions. <laughs> and the package is the yeah. packaging is very easy to break down and to recycle. <laughs> it's not complicated. Yep. There's not a lot in there. And you can tell that yeah. that was very, you put a lot of thought into that as well, clearly. Yep. So we've been at it, you know, it's seven years, you call it dog years. It feels like a lot more than yeah. seven years. It's, uh, we've really been trying to be very intentional, clean from start to finish. So I appreciate that. So those, we love things that are made in America. Can you tell us where your factory is? Yes. So we make in Minnesota. Supporting the U.S. How made many people in the US. do you have working for you there? I'm just curious. So we work with a slightly shared model. So we work with a major contract manufacturer. Um, but it's our machines on their floor and then our formulations. So we never fundamentally want to be a, a manufacturer, but it's our line. So it's our intellectual property, our cartons, um, our bottles, our formulations, but it's made through the contract manufacturer. So they have north of, you know, 400 plus people. We're still a small team. We're, we're roughly 20, 20 people right now and, you know, continuing to grow. But basically it's all done here in the U.S. and then we distribute through uh, Illinois. So we're trying to keep it as domestic as possible. That's great. Any plans to expand to outside the U.S.? Maybe one day. Uh, we currently have distribution in Canada. U.S. has a lot of plastic on shelves. <laughs> so we're, we really want to focus in the U.S. first. There's a lot of retail distribution to gain. There's a lot of new categories. We have some exciting innovations coming out in laundry detergent early next year, even more than, than we have now. So we're really excited about some different product innovations that are going live. And there's a lot more. There's floor cleaners, there's window cleaners, there is foaming hand soap that we've barely scratched the surface on. So there's a lot of really exciting things to come for the brand. So one day we'll be international, but for now we're really focused on how do we transform these categories in the U.S. as much as possible. You know, there's just so much plastic on those shelves that doesn't need to be there right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing for people to think about, I always think about this, is you know when you're washing your cutting board that you're using, the soap that you're using, right? Then you dry it put it back and then all of a sudden you take a piece of food and you chop it up and then you're eating it. Like those, there's definitely yeah. remnants of some sort of ingredients left on there. Even, you know, dishwasher soap too. And dishwasher yeah. soap yeah. too for your plates that it's a real thing. It's not just about a movement for saving the environment, but really for helping yourself and actually caring about what you're putting yeah. on your body. I have a logistical yeah. question. I use mm. my dish soap also as hand soap sometimes. 
I yep. assume that's okay, right? Because it's, <laughs> right? I mean, it's multi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. no. Yeah. So, yeah, it's absolutely okay. It is a little harsher. So, our hand soap has a lot of aloe and vitamin E in it. So, okay. it's much more that's nourishing. Good. Our dish soap does not. So we'll clean your hands. And if it works for you, great. But um, it is a bit harsher. And to your point, Amber, you, you mentioned everyone's favorite blue bottle. Very effective. But those material does not break down very well in the water stream or after you use it, right? So it stays on plates. It stays on a lot of different surfaces because of how hard it is to break down because it's very effective petroleum-based, basically molecular link. So that breaks down grease and food really, really well but is not broken down very well. So hyper effective, but sticks around and is, um, again, it's, it's a challenging, yeah, we prefer to not use something like that in our, in our homes as much yeah. as possible. It would be interesting if there was a blood test that we could take to see how much of that petroleum we have in our body. I think you probably don't want to know yeah. about that. I don't know if I'd want to take it. I think it might be too scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It might be yeah. scary. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today on The Well Drop. You were a wealth of information, and we are excited to share Clean Cult with everyone that is listening today. Please check out your show notes for your 20% discount and give it a try and report back to us on how it feels to do refills with all of your cleaning products. Perfect. Well, thank you thank so you much so for having much, me both Ryan. and just supporting the mission. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Subscribe to The Well Drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Share with a friend who can benefit from listening too. Follow us on social media at The Well Drop. The Well Drop podcast and content posted by Amber Berger and Dina Wismer is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered health advice. The WellDrop is not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast.